am so thankful to preach from this pulpit. I tell you, honestly, it is an honor. I, I take it a privilege, and I'm not just saying that because I have the microphone in my hand, but it is an honor and a privilege to speak the word of God. If you're a preacher, you understand. If you're a minister, you understand what I'm talking about because God in that one moment is allowing you to be the voice to speak to the people of God. It is an honor and a privilege, and I never want to get ahead of myself, get boastful or proud because it is not myself releasing what is in my spirit. God birthed it. It's just me taking the obedience to speak what he's saying. So I'm excited. But tis the season is the title of my message today. We're going to skip the, the thing because I'm on limited time. And so tis the season is this message. Uh, this kind of time of the year is my favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The season of Christmas brings out the joy in so many people. Jessica and Isaiah are a little different than me and Trinity. Uh, Jessica begins watching Hallmark movies around October. And this year, Isaiah and Jessica put up the Christmas tree on November 1st. Yes. They love Christmas. And some of you are in here going, I don't do that until two days before Christmas. Jessica and you would have nothing in common. I don't know that you could be friends with her. And uh, she has to prepare two months in advance. And, and we love it because of what it brings in that season. Uh, in the season, it brings joy, cheer, and happiness in many people. But at the same time, it brings out depression, anxiety, loneliness, and heartache for many others. But today I want to deliver this prophetic message about where we are to be heading as a body of Christ. And it's simply entitled, Tis the Season. If you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. I'm going to be reading from the NLT. And as Bishop has been having you do, come on, stand to your feet. We're going to read the word of God with reverence. And it reads this way, starting in verse 7. So he explained to them, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose, listen to this, is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich in satisfying life. King James Version says, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You can be seated. Father, we thank you for the anointing that we have sensed in this house. God, it has been rich and, oh God, it's been rewarding to my spirit. And so, Father, I thank you for the next few minutes that you have given me this, 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 this platform to release what is in my spirit that you have put in me. So, God, I pray that every ear that has an ear will listen. And, Lord, they will receive, not only just hear the word, but obey the word of God. That they will see themselves in this word, and they will activate some things that are in the spirit realm in their life. God, we give you praise and thanks in advance for what you're about to do and what you've already done. In Jesus' name, amen. 
and amen. The Lord spoke to my spirit just right before Bishop had came over to me because I knew this, where the service was going. I felt the pool. I felt the way the Lord was leading, directing, and, and the Lord began to cut some things off. I, I felt it in my spirit as well. But he began to say, it's to be continued, Nathan. He goes, because there's people that are sitting in the house that do not understand the condition they are in. He said, but you are going to expose those things and they shall be set free and delivered, not by what you say, by what the word of God says to be in their life. So today we're going to talk about the thief's purpose. The word thief in the Greek is kleptus, an embezzler, which is where we get the word kleptomanio, kleptomaniac. Uh, it is a pilfer. The name is transferred, listen to this, to false teachers who do not care to instruct men but abuse their confidence for their own gain. This is what the thief's purpose is. Now, you guys know I can't preach messages anymore. I, I told myself I'm not going to allow the enemy to tell me how to preach or the way I should do it. So you know I do illustrations. So throughout this next few minutes, 10 minutes, give me 10 minutes, and you're going to have some illustration in here. As you see coming through, sometimes a thief does not want to be noticed. So they do things secretly. They do things in the dark. And, and as they were singing things in the dark, or they're the light, can when we light up a light, it makes the darkness disappear but what thieves have a tendency to do is they try to get you at your most vulnerable time when you're not looking or if you're not at home they're trying to embezzle take something that does not belong to them so the bible says that the enemy's purpose is to come to kill or to steal kill and destroy Somebody asked me the other day, they said, hey, who are you going to the game with? The, the, the purpose was we were going to a game, and I said, it's going to be me, Jessica, and Trinity. Now, we were going for one purpose, but yet we were all three different people. So we had, each of us had a different thought, a different plan to come to the game. But we were all sent to go to the game. And so I want to show you here, we have a thief amongst us, stealing things that does not belong to him. And he's looking to see what he can take in this area. So the things that, there's three things that we're going to talk about in the next 10 minutes. Three things that the enemy is after. We're going to expose some things here. Number one, we have a thief, a stealer in the house. The purpose of stealing is simply to take another person's property without permission or legal right, and without intending to return it. So I want to focus something here to you today. I took this beautiful flower that has five budded flowers, and this represents me and you. Now we come into this earth, God creates us, and he gives us purpose and plan. We give ourselves to the Lord, and maybe we haven't gave ourselves to the Lord, but this is all that we have to present this is me. This is the best that I am. No, no there, there could probably be six or seven or eight possible buds on here. But there's five, and that's all that I have to give. And what it is, it's beautiful to some. It may be not the per most perfect flower. It may not be the best-looking flower, but yet it is a flower, and it has purpose. And on this earth, yes, it even has a smell of fragrance. It smells good. But yet it's, it's not perfect. And sometimes we view our life as in, well, I'm not the best, 
but I'm going to still try to be the best that I can be. I may not pray as much as those that pray on, the, on Monday nights and Wednesday mornings and, th- and Friday mornings, but I'm going to pray the little bit I do. Here's the best I can give God. And so here's what the Bible wants you to look at yourself. Today I want you to visualize yourself as this flower. This is all that I have to give, but here I give it to you, God. But the thief comes that he may steal, kill, and destroy. So, so when, we, when we go through the motions of life and we try to do things, we try to do things that are pleasing to God, sometimes we, we may start dating somebody. Maybe that God didn't really ask, have intended for us to, to, be, to be dating, but, but yet that's who we're wanting to date. Or, or maybe we take this job, or maybe we do this other thing, but yet we're doing it on our own desires, our own flesh, because we're trusting in our own self. In the midst there, the enemy comes to steal what is not his. And as you see, he, he can't be a killer, he can't be a stiller, but, or he can, he can be a stiller, but he can't be a killer, nor can he destroy. But he brings some people with him, which brings me to the second one, kill, a killer. And the killer is the purpose of killing is to eliminate life from another deliberately. Now, I thought about some things that we've allowed the enemy to steal from us. We've allowed the enemy to steal our joy, our peace, our state of mind at times, even sometimes our vision. God may have shown you some things in your life, and you knew that there was a purpose that you had, and the thief comes and finds joy in stealing it. And so all of a sudden now he hands it off to the killer. And the killer, the what he wants to do is take the light from it. Here you are representative of this flower. If he can take the sun and the nutrients of the water, then he's going to do what he can. So he begins to squash out your dreams, your visions, and the things that God has said he wanted you to do. He begins to try to choke the life out of it till it is lifeless. Now, me and you have been in these situations before. We've had things stolen from us. But yet here all of a sudden it seems like I once had a ministry, but it's no longer there. Somewhere it died off. Some of you may be in here, my father or my, my, my child or my spouse, something had happened tragically, and you allowed that loss to choke out the life that was in you. The vision, the hunger, the thirst. You remember the time when you gave your heart to Jesus. And you were so thirsty and hungry for the things of God that it was like, when's church start? When's prayer meeting? I'm going to come. But somewhere in the midst, there was a thief and there was a killer. Which brings me to the third. He said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What I've noticed about the thief, he if you ever think of a thief, they, they find they find joy. I studied up on a kleptomaniac or a kleptomania, and they begin to say that sometimes they will begin to steal things, and just because it does something to them on the inside, they don't even really want what they're taking, but it's inside of them. And then I, so they find joy knowing on the inside, but the murderer, they're just so cold-blooded. They don't care who they stomp on. They don't care who they hurt. But there's something different about a destroyer. 
A destroyer is, he annihilates everything that comes in his way. I begin to think about this. I begin to think, okay, I can, re I can recognize a natural thief. I can recognize a natural killer. But it's hard to recognize a destroyer, what the enemy's purpose is. So I begin to think about these, these fictional characters. I begin to think about Darth Vader. I begin to think about Thanos, if you are into the Avengers. Thanos was the destroyer of the worlds. Just at the snap of his finger, he can take half the population as long as he had the infinity stones. But he was, his, he's methodical in his ways. So he wants to destroy every little life that is in you. And I begin to think about the destroyer's purpose. They did the job. The thief come to steal. The killer come to kill and take the life deliberately. But the destroyer comes to annihilate just to take every life out of it. And I begin to think about this for a while. The destroyer's purpose is to destroy, of destroying is to put an end to the existence of something. By damaging, listen to this, or even attacking it. He cares less about you. If you think that, well, I'm anointed of the Holy Ghost, the enemy is still coming to steal, kill, and destroy you. You better be ready to receive the, the ambush of the enemy. The, the, the thief doesn't wait to see if you're looking and say, hey, can I steal your gifts? He doesn't wait to see if you're going to do something about it and react, but you got to do after the fact it happened, you, how, it's, how you're going to respond. So look how he methodically destroys every bit of life. Now we can stop right there and look at what, what the destroyer's done. It's still a flower. The stem is there. There may be a leaf right there. I still see a bud. But slowly it picks at it because you never address, you never understand even the purpose that is even on your life. We sometimes give our heart to the Lord and don't even realize that the enemy is out to destroy us. So let's look at this. If we look at this scripture, the Bible says that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I want you to see something, but what does the rest of the scripture said? He said, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Some of you are at the crossroads right here. You're evaluating yourself at what, what these guys have just done. The thief, the killer, cold-blooded, the destroyer who is relentless on attacking and destroying everything that you have. Nothing is off limits. But sometimes we get focused and we say, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? Why did you allow this to happen to my children? Why did my finances be affected the way they were affected? Why is everything that could go wrong going wrong? You can relate with this situation. But God, I love you still. And some of us can sit here and say, God, I love you, but I don't even know if I can trust God anymore. We wouldn't openly probably admit that. Because some of us, we, we, we think that God allows all these things to happen to, to try to buffet us, to destroy us. But God, we, don't, we forget to read on that he says, what, what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it into good. Yeah, 
you got to also understand this, that he said, he said he come to steal, kill, and destroy. But listen to what God said, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now this is what confuses the enemy. He thought he destroyed you, but God began to perfect you. God said what the enemy meant for evil, I'm turning it into good. You thought that loss is going to destroy you, but I'm going to strengthen you. You thought this was going to take place, but it's only going to make you better. I am the righteousness of God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Understand this today. Understand this today. God is doing something in the midst of you, but you can't look past the pain. You can't look past the torment. You can't look past yesterday, but I'm here to declare and expose the enemy today that he's a liar and everything that he's stolen from you, he's got to give it back. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. On January 1st, if music can come, I told you, I did it in 13 minutes. Music, come on up. On January 1st, we're just a few weeks away in 2020. I don't want you to go through the same promises you tell yourself every year that I'm going to lose 35 pounds. I'm going to start working out and getting in shape. I'm going to be more generous giver. I'm going to read my Bible more frequently than I did last year. Or I'm going to pray more diligently. Or I'm going to be more forgiving this year and then forget about it all on February 1st. It's time that we adjust the way we think and begin walking into our new season that God has prepared for you and I. Let's look at these scriptures real quick. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen, and every tongue that which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I want you to get this in your spirit. It doesn't promise you that there won't be a, a weapon formed against you. It just said it will not prosper. There's people that are instigating there's people that are trying to come against you right now but no weapon formed against you and I will prosper Psalm 30 and 5 for his anger lasts only a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime weeping may endure for a night I'm talking to somebody who feels like they're at their midnight hour you may feel like you're at your breaking point. You feel like you're about to throw in the towel. I'm here to encourage you tonight, today, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. If you don't give up, if you don't waver, I'm telling you, there's a breakthrough coming to your house. Don't you 
Don't you weep. Don't you be weary. Because the Bible says that don't you, if you be weary and well-doing, you're about to reap a harvest. Don't be weary. Let me get it right. Don't be weary and well-doing. For in due season you'll reap if you want. Don't you faint today. Don't you faint today. You're about to give up. I'm telling you right now. Don't you faint. The breakthrough's coming. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. Listen to this. You know what I love about Facebook? And I'm closing on this. One thing I love about Facebook is that it will tell you what happened years ago. It's kind of neat how it does that on your timeline. It'll, it'll, it'll bring back memories. There was one that showed a, a video of Isaiah's first sixth grade basketball game. And I was like, wow, it just seemed like that was yesterday. Bishop preached a message, and, I, and it came up on my, on my uh, uh, timeline and said that two, in 2011, it was November, the last week of November, eight years ago. Listen to this. Bishop preached a message praising God in whatever season you are in and praising him no matter what your circumstances, he said. He said, God is telling us again eight years later that he hasn't changed the recipe for your breakthrough. Your next season can't be entered into until you unlock your praise and allow God to take you to that new season. Listen. Listen to the word of God. Isaiah 45 and 9. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. There's a new season you're about to go into. Now, you may have missed the opportunity to come down here and say, I'm making a new step of faith. Because you may not have realized the enemy was at work in your life. You may not have realized that he come to kill and destroy you. And he had stolen some things that he didn't have any right to. I want you to get out your seat. And I want you to come back here and you're going to make a statement of faith. And say, I'm taking back the things that you stole from me now. Give me back my joy. Give me back my peace. Give me back it. Tears the season. Tears the season. Listen, I want you to fill in the blank right here. They're going to sing my one of my favorite songs. It's called It's a New Season. And I'm telling you, it's a prophetic word today. But I want you to fill in the blank. Now the song says, Tis the season to be jolly that means cheerful happy some of you need to fill in the blank because you may not have any you may not have any hope you're going to declare today tis the season for my healing tis the season for my breakthrough tis the season for for the anointing to come back upon me tis the season for a breakthrough in my family Tis the season to, to save my children, to save my wife. Tis the season. You fill in the blank. Sing it. It's a new day. Here it is, a fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Come on, don't wait. 